Hi, this is Brian X. Murphy, the most powerful voice for real estate in the Merrimack Valley. I got this question the other day, and it came from a gentleman whom I met at the supermarket. He pulled me aside when he saw my realtor pin, and we got to talking, and I love what he asked me. He asked, why should he buy a house now if prices are going to keep falling? And there's other variations on the theme. You've heard them. Is now the right time to buy? Or, when should I make my move? Or, hey, how's the market doing? I love this question because it puts into words what I see every day in the market. Buyers sitting on the fence afraid to pull the trigger. The sellers see it too. Their beautiful homes are just sitting there just waiting to be asked to the dance. It's an interesting question because it talks about what economists call the deflationary spiral. This is the concept where buyers of any good or service sit on the sidelines because they're thinking to themselves, why should I buy this home today? when I think it's going to be cheaper tomorrow. People who buy homes, home buyers, are thinking the same thing. Why should I, why should I buy today if, or if I wait, the seller's going to cut their price tomorrow? Or why should I tie myself about a contract when something better will come on the market next week? A deflationary spiral is scary. When buyers stay out of the market, when demand drops, prices drop. Then the buyers see that they were right. Prices did drop, and they wait some more. It never ends until someone gets hurt. So let's talk about this a little bit. Who's going to get hurt? Well, the sellers would seem to be the ones suffering, and that might be true. But all things being equal, this deflationary spiral just means that their replacement home will be cheaper too. So as long as they're not dipping into their equity, they're going to balance out. And as a matter of fact, there's a subset of sellers who are making out like a bandit. A bandit. If you're a seller who's trading up, you want prices to be falling down. I wrote a white paper on this subject. I did a whole bunch of research and ran the numbers to show really when it's the right time to buy or sell real estate. And I'll send it to you if you like. They're just sitting there on the shelf going to waste because I found that people fall asleep when I start talking about research and numbers. And I have to laugh. I do all this research so I can be at the top of my game, but my clients just want the bottom line. Here, call me up or email me. All my contact info is at abouttownproperty.com. There's two T's in the middle there abouttownproperty.com I'll send the paper out to you on my dime just as a thank you for listening today. How about that? Ask for the white paper entitled An Easy Way to Know When It's the Right Time to Buy or Sell Real Estate. Anyway, getting back to buyers waiting for a cheaper house. There's always going to be another house and that's the thing in real estate. There's always another house. Each week brings a parade of homes. I know this because I make a pretty good living checking out what comes on the market and making a bunch of calls to my buyers. <laughs> and it's a great excuse to call them up. I never call a buyer and say, hi, this is Brian Murphy, and I'm just checking in to see if you feel like buying something today. Every time I open my mouth with anybody is when I can add value. If I can't help someone, <laughs> I shut up and look like I know something. People don't hire me because they need a friend. If you need a friend, buy a puppy. If you want to buy a home, hire a good real estate broker who is always looking to add value. You know, and this reminds me of a quote that I really like, and it came from a general. It's an American general of the U.S. Army who said, More is lost from indecision than is lost from the wrong decision. Isn't that a marvelous quote? More is lost from indecision than from the wrong decision. This is catastrophic in war. A general can't afford to sit around overthinking his battle plan. He has to make a decision and hope and pray it's the right one. Lives are at stake. Nations are at stake. More battles and wars are lost because some stupid general is sitting around waiting to make a decision until every stinking fact is available. In the meantime, the opposing army is outflanking him and defeating him. 
More is lost from indecision from the, than from the wrong decision. Another example is the famous quote that says, Perfect is the enemy of the good. Perfect is hard to achieve. And while many good houses pass you by, you're waiting for the perfect one. The perfect one is the one that you really have to stretch to buy. But strangely enough, someone else can afford with ease, and you lose that one. And you lose the next perfect one and the next one. You're missing all the good ones while you struggle to buy the perfect one. In this case, perfect is the enemy of the good. You missed all the good houses and got priced out of the market while you were sitting around waiting for the perfect one. That's called opportunity cost. Lost opportunity has a cost and you'll pay it time and again by being priced out of the market and I can help you. You can get my latest inventory report. Remember, everyone hates all those numbers and stats, but they're important. And they're just sitting there gathering dust and going to waste because nobody likes the hard work. But if you're that perfectionist, maybe you should get to abouttownproperty.com and get my contact info and let me send you one. If it makes you feel better, you pay for the stamp. I don't care. Just don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Here's why it's important to make a decision. You could get priced out of the market. And I've been seeing this lately during the spring and fall seasons especially when things really heat up and home sales start moving at a quicker pace. Here's how you're going to know exactly that you got priced out of the market. You ready for this one? Listen carefully. You don't like what you can afford and you can't afford what you like. I'll say that again. You don't like what you can afford and you can't afford what you like. And you'll wander around and around schlepping from one open house to the next, burning through real estate agents and staying up way past your bedtime going over your real estate websites and crying, crying because all you're seeing in your price range is crap. It needs a boiler, the roof is old, the windows are leaky, the layout's no good. Man, don't take me there. And how about those, how about those train tracks right outside the window? So you adjust your price range and you call up your latest agent for a showing and you fall in love with something and you write an offer. And you're feeling pretty good until the loan officer calls and says the loan won't go through at that price. Bummer. You've been priced out of the market. You don't like what you can afford, and you can't afford what you like. And I see it all the time, all the time. I've learned to quickly kick those buyers to the curb before they burn me out. When I find that they can't afford what they like, but they don't like what they can afford, these aren't buyers. These are looky-loos. They're dreamers. They're not buyers. They were buyers at one time. One time they wanted to buy something, but they waited and waited. They kept thinking a new and better house was just around the corner, and if they just held out, that house would be handed to them on a silver platter. You can avoid that fate by watching the inventory level just like I do. You have to know if you're in a buyer's market or if you're in a seller's market. And you have to be able to anticipate a turn in the market, and you have to be prepared to act. I can help you be prepared with my own local inventory report. It's available for free, again, for my listeners only. If you've taken the trouble to install the service, whether it be iTunes or some other feed, and if you've taken the trouble to download and listen to this podcast, you deserve a thank you, don't you think? You can get a free copy of my inventory report on my website at www.abouttownproperty.com, and it's a great resource and it'll help you avoid falling into that procrastination trap and being priced out of the market. Remember, the classic sign of being priced out of the market is realizing that you don't like what you can afford and you can't afford what you like. You'll see this happening as your list of possibilities starts shrinking, but you haven't changed your behavior to match changes in the market. You haven't gotten up the courage 
to get off the sidelines and make a decision. But you really, really have to make a decision. And here's a few other things. How about, how about living in a house that you don't want? So the seller might not get hurt with falling prices, but what about you, the buyer? You would think that with prices falling, the buyers are laughing all the way to the bank, but what if the buyer never pulls the trigger? She's sitting in there paying for a house she really doesn't want. Maybe she's, maybe she's renting and paying someone else's mortgage, and that's the worst. But it's these hidden costs that you have to watch out for. Just looking at the price of your replacement home is a mistake. The first thing you have to watch out for is paying for and living in a house that you don't like. And that's just silly. If you have the means to move, just do it. There are so many other reasons out there for moving than just the price, for heaven's sake. Don't focus merely on the price. How about that garden you've always wanted? What about the extra bedroom you need, or you don't need? Do you mean to tell me that you're gonna re not going to relocate to a better job because of the price of a house? There's so many reasons for buying a house, and the least important, generally speaking, is the price. You don't buy a house just because it's on sale. You buy a house to start a family. You buy a bigger house because a baby was born. You move to another town because you like the schools over there better. You buy a vacation home in the lake because you like the view. The kids are grown, and you buy a smaller home that's cheaper to heat and maintain. There's always a reason for buying, and it's not always the price. What about paying for a house that you don't want? What about the carrying costs for a house you don't like? Taxes, insurance, maintenance. What if something happens to the house? My word, a roof that springs a leak can cost over 10000 bucks, not even counting any damage to the interior. How would you like repairing a house that you don't like? Which reminds me, be careful with the renovations. Just like when you buy a new car and drive it off the lot, it instantly becomes a used car, and the price drops like a rock. It's the same with granite countertops or whatever upgrade you do. As soon as you install it, it becomes a used upgrade. <laughs> and as time goes on, we start calling it newer, as in newer kitchen cabinets. <laughs> and then it becomes an old upgrade. And then we start talking about something being dated. You'll never even get 100% return on your money for these upgrades. But there are some incredible updates you should do to your house if you have to sell it. And they're far less expensive than those granite countertops, believe me. But this is a whole other topic. Call me up to talk about it. But for the renters out there, how do you like that apartment or condo that you're, you're paying rent for? How do you like paying someone else's mortgage? How much is it costing you in lost equity? Every time you write a rent check, you could have put your name on the payee line instead. And that amount, compounded over 30 years, would make you cry. What if the landlord raises the rent next month? What about something changing and you no longer qualify for a loan? You know you want to buy a house, but in this economy, everyone's worried about their job. Maybe you qualify for a loan right now, but next month you lose your job and the loan officer doesn't like it. You and I know that you're collecting unemployment and fooding, putting food on the table just fine, thank you very much. You and I know you're going to get a new job very quickly, but the loan officer, you know, they have a funny way of looking at things. It's all black and white to them. What? No job? No loan for you. And the expenses. Fence-sitters always have an excuse or a way to rationalize the procrastination. They have the means, but they don't have the motivation. Well, you know, I want to go on that dream vacation, or gee, the car just broke down, or someone in the family needs my help. I want to take some night courses. They're thinking these low prices will still be there. No, they won't. They simply won't last. Everything changes. Nothing stays the same. That's how it is in America. And just when you thought you had everything under control, things spiral out of control. The kids need braces. That first college bill is looming. There was a death in the family or someone got sick. The car has to go into the shop. 
you know we're talking about why you should buy now if you think that prices are going to keep falling and we've already talked about you know paying for a house that you don't like or living in a house that you don't like or you know maybe you won't qualify for a home when you're ready to buy well what about this interest rates that's the elephant in the room right interest rates right now we're at about what four and a half percent we've been we've been this low for so long at today that today's market participants think this is the norm and it's not four and a half percent is not the norm do you want to know what the norm is I went over to freddymac.com and you folks know who Freddie Mac is right they're the largest government agency backing mortgages in the market today so I went over to the website to find out what the historical average 30-year fixed-rate mortgages know what it is 9.1% 9.1% even I didn't know it was that high 9.1% that's unbelievable do you know what the prime cause of high interest rates is inflation that's right inflation prices going up and what drives prices up well they don't go up on their own something causes prices to go up something happens somewhere out there that m makes prices go up higher costs make prices go up companies have to pay more for something and that drives up their costs what about taxes taxes going up costs companies some money and they pass that along to you and me you know I'm very worried about this many of my business friends are too we see the budget deficit spiraling out of control and we hear the president talking about hiking taxes to balance the budget that's going to cost these businesses some money and they're going to raise their prices to cover that cost we know that Obamacare is coming that's a vast new entitlement program on the same level like Social Security or Medicare or, or Medicaid now we have Obamacare these programs have to be paid for and they're paid for by our tax dollars higher taxes higher costs higher prices that's price inflation and you better buckle up you better buckle up and buckle down and grab your house today before the rates go up people always seem to forget that they're buying money just like they're buying a house when you take out a loan and a charge an interest rate that's the cost of borrowing that's the cost of buying money and for most people when you buy a house you have to buy some money right along with it most people need a mortgage for each one percent rise in interest rates their buying power is cut by ten percent and think about that if rates go up you can only afford a house if it was on sale for ten percent off is that gonna happen are you gonna find a ten percent off sale on houses so you know if rates go up one percent your buying power is cut ten percent if you're looking for a three hundred thousand dollar house you can only afford to pay two seventy because rates went up you had to buy money along with buying a house the owner didn't run a 10% off sale, so you had to cut back on your budget. You can only afford a much cheaper house because rates went up 1%. That hurts. That really hurts. A 1% rise in rates cuts 10% out of your budget. Looking for a $300,000 house, your budget just got whacked 10%, and you can only afford 270. Try try offering 270 on a $300,000 house and see how hard the owner laughs. In order to get it at 270, you have to lowball it, and I mean really lowball it at 250 maybe and pray no laughter from the owner this time only silence you've been ignored because you insulted the seller so the guy in the supermarket who asked me the question in the beginning remember him he wanted to know that if it were possible that maybe prices were going to keep falling why should he buy why should he buy now well I tell him there's more well there's oh so much more than he has to worry about than just the price of the house he's got to worry about living in and paying for a house he doesn't like he has to worry about the opportunity cost of being priced out of the market and that he's not building up equity while he's paying for somebody else's mortgage or what if he lost his job and he doesn't qualify anymore or rates went up and he and it cut into his budget 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into making a decision to buy. But if you've made up your mind, if you've decided that you won't let perfect be the enemy of the good, then you've taken that first step to home ownership. If you need that extra push and would like some solid research that I've already done, get my contact info at abouttownproperty.com and I'll send it to you as a thank you for tuning in. But until next time when we go About Town with Brian X. Murphy, please accept my best wishes for continued good health, peace, and prosperity.